Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are the right and left driving you mad? Losing friends and family because of your world views. Are you getting lost in the great divide? It's a fight for your mind and heart. And you've come to the right place at the right time. Get ready to leave the matrix of confusion and discover a new future with Healing the Rift. And now, here are your hosts, Adrian, Josh, and your friendly oversoul, Sotu. Welcome to Healing the Rift. Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> and a little bit later in the show, uh, we'll be speaking with your friendly oversoul. So, too, they'll be speaking with us about anything from our personal lives to the universe to the WTF is going on in the world, anything in between. The they- World Trading Foundation? The <laughs> no. World... <laughs> Um, World Wildlife Foundation. Uh, no. I'm, I'm playing naive today. It's a stretch for you. Naivete? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but we are uh, testing out a new device for presenting the, through Blog Talk. So if it's a little different, that may be why. Hopefully everything is copacetic. Yeah, we're not uh, producing, we're not uh, doing this Facebook Live today. So we're. Uh, we're doing it old school. Old school. And does, does that mean we, we're we sending up smoke signals? <laughs> it could be. It we could we be. know one of our listeners is about a half mile half mile away, and he, I think that, uh, you know, hey, who the, oh, okay, I should be careful here. You, yeah, I have to be politically be, correct. You should be careful. You should be careful. And it's too dry here for us to be doing any fires for smoke signals, so. Ah. Oh, it's, yeah, that's true. We are. It's not. It's not kind of. It's not like the West. Uh, I mean, it's been dry for a couple of weeks, but that, that's that's about all. Um, it's been an okay okay season. It's an interesting interesting time now. We've had three light frosts, which pretty much get brought most of the uh, um, season over. But uh, the more hardy things are still soon to be surviving. Quite well, and looks like um, we have till the middle of October until we really start getting any seriously cold weather again. And for where we are in the Northeast, that's a pretty good growing season. It is. It so. is. So, for those of you who might not be familiar with our show, um, we work with uh, an energy we call So Two, we, who we've been working with for almost 30 years, and they're going to be coming on in a few minutes. They are channeled through Josh. When he's channeling, Josh is in sort of a sleep-like state, largely does not remember what's said. And, and if you really want to know about it, we don't spend a lot of time or a lot of energy in description, but you can go to um, our YouTube site, which is under my name, which is Josh 
Schwartzbach with his S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z-B-A-C-H. And we have a, we put up a hour and a half interview that uh, Amy from uh, Star and Splendor over in Voorheesville, New York, um, did with So Too. I, that was only last week, wasn't it? I believe so. And um, But it's um, quite revealing and it's uh, quite interesting. And I, admittedly, it's an hour and a half long, um, but I think you'll find it worth your time and worth your energy, especially if you want to know a lot more about um, who So Too is and where they come from and why and their nature. Right. And and why they're here now talking to us through Blog Talk Radio and all the other ways that we reach out to you. So they uh, will speak to you, and uh, we'll get to them in a few minutes. But we usually spend a couple of minutes, Josh and I, just sort of talking about what we see going on with the moment, with the energy. How can you say, how can you do anything in that area? There's so many different things, so many balls up in the air. Everything's a crisis in one way or another. Fear abounds. They have people terrified, terrified of this whole supposed pandemic, of this whole dynamic of the politics, you know. People are thinking that if Donald Trump gets elected, it's the end of the world as we know it. Um, And yet there's a whole big push on the other side out there that people believe that there's no possible way that Joe Biden can win. Well, in this sort of dynamic, now throw in Ruth Bader Ginsburg kicking the bucket last week, and uh, you know, um, I've heard people complaining everything from the fact that um, they were angry with her um, because she didn't resign during the time that Obama was president, um, uh, you know, because she was sick back then, um, so she's been sick for a long time, right. Um, but, um, um, you know, so the, I, I look at this and I say, wow, the universe truly does have a sense of humor that she's going to leave exactly at this moment within so that a replacement could be created before the election. Before the election. And that's kind of like, you know, a curveball from the universe. Unless she's been dead for a long time. Anyway, and they just got, you know, it was a closed casket after all, you know. Well, we, you did, know, we, you have, know? we have been. Not just, to be a conspiracy theorist. I was just going to say, we uh, sometimes stray into the realm of conspiracy theories. Well, we're willing to look at anything. We are willing to look at and, anything. And, you know, this is this early part of the show is just our opinion. Now you get so too on, and. You have uh, what? Uh, somewhat of a more um, an opinion that is more connected with um, uh, true morality, true divinity. Well, they certainly come from, from. They're kind of. They're very down to earth because they come through me. Mm-hmm. But they're very down to earth for a um, a spiritual entity, um, and literally over the years, we've we they've talked about. It everything literally everything in some most unusual places so it's not <laughs> as though we stand on ceremony are you talking about that, that gay bar in Norfolk, Virginia 
That was one place. That was one place. Then there was also, which chamber was it in the Great Pyramid? Uh, the Queen's Chamber. Queen's Chamber. Yeah, so we, that was weird. We've run the gamut of places that Sotu has come forward to speak to groups of people, and they've worked with individuals. They've worked with well, large You've also worked in churches and cathedrals, and uh, we've worked in any number of places. And in uh, tour buses? Well, yeah, well, you know, we, we, we used to take people on tours to sacred sites around the world when it was a lot safer to travel and um, um, uh, have, uh, in fact, had the opportunity and uh, the blessing to be able to be in uh, a lot of different places, a lot of sacred spaces around the world. So, um, um it's an interesting dynamic. You can create whatever you wish for yourselves. So, very down to earth, and at the same time, with a. I uh, wish you'd take a bath. <laughs> well, there was carrots to be harvested, and it's warm outside. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> what can I say? And at the same time, we have this unusual perspective through so too, who is outside of time and space, outside of the physical universe. So their perspective is different than almost anything you're going to hear anywhere else. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a gauntlet, you know. It is a gauntlet. Um, And we do have a caller waiting for... So... um, no, we'll um, probably move to them shortly. If you're ready. We haven't brought so two up yet, you know. No, I know. We'll uh, be uh, uh, doing that in just a moment or so. Adrian's, Adrian's dancing. She's, I'm dancing. She's wanting me to stretch. No, I'm um, wondering if you had something more to say. Um. Oh, about this week? Yeah, I like to talk about focus. I like <laughs> to talk about the dynamics of our reality distracting us. In such, it's distracting us in such a way as to um, keep us focused in every, almost every place except where we need to be focused. And I would rather, I, to be honest about it, I would rather let Sotu talk about it because they're going to be less judgmental about it than I am. Because basically the truth of the matter is I'm pretty pissed off. And um, um, I would think that no matter what side of the fence you stand on right now, you're everybody's pretty pissed off. So if there's one thing that we can have in common it's the fact that everybody's pissed off. Now, the key is that we need to not be pissed off at each other. And we need to be pissed off at what's really going on. And so rather than risk my own reputation, um, <laughs> let's go for so too. So for those of us, who, those of you who might be new to us, we play just a tiny bit of music whilst uh, Josh goes into his trance. And the next voice you hear will be that of so too. Mm-hmm. 
so too here when we invite you to join us on another journey through the infinite realms, three syllables, mm-hmm. of your imagination. Three syllables, okay. We like that. We like that. Three syllables. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, what did you wish us to speak about? Well, Josh wished you to speak about focus in the midst no, of the... he wished us to speak about anger. He would, he he wishes to speak about the dynamics of those situations that are existing in your world now that you do not believe it, but are being controlled and being manipulated by others, that are being manipulated by others that are far and away beyond those people that you see or you believe are pulling the strings. They are, in fact, having their strings pulled by a whole series of others, others who have tremendous wealth, others who have an agenda that does not necessarily include you. Not in a way that we would like. That doesn't necessarily include you. It does include a major dynamic of population reduction, and uh, as you have seen the first wave of that with the whole uh, mishandling of the COVID dynamic so that uh, many of your elderly and um, um, medically compromised individuals um, were given the opportunity to pass. Now, from our perspective, no one lives or dies by accident, and so each of those who decided to depart this world in the sense of mm, through the dynamics of the supposed pandemic, and and we are doing air quotes around Mm -hmm. pandemic, um, um, if you understand that um, that's not to say that there was not a disease and it was not flu-like and it was not um, um, uh, statistically more or less fatal than the normal flu is, uh, um, you would realize that it was through the dynamic of mistreatment in many circumstances that created the dynamic of the reality that uh, um, so many in your world are uh, are experiencing now. So, so much so the situation is that um, um, the levels of fear the levels and and you know what what's the first response after you have been frightened about something? Well, most most of you, it, it's you know we understand the fight or flight, but after the dynamic of of that situation has passed, what you have is after the fear is gone, you are angry. You are creating a dynamic of anger, and so anger um, unexpressed. Um, is often shoved down into a dynamic of rage. And rage is uh, simply a dynamic of anger that is repressed. Um, Oh, you have go-karts? 
Uh, no, we have neighbors. Ah, uh, neighbors. All right. So, um, did you hear any of that? No, I did not. Oh, right. Well, all right. So we're talking to the world. So um, um, we're talking about the dynamic of fear, the mm-hmm. dynamic of rage, and how the dynamic seriously in your world is right now that you are being manipulated um, to a to a tremendous degree. Um, so the question ultimately is, what are the things that you can begin to do to push back against these these dynamics? And um, we're not really do not really wish to get into that much of a detailed discussion unless someone is actually asking us a question because otherwise it's just the godlike figure telling you what to do when in fact you have all of the ability to figure this out for yourselves if you were willing to move out of your polarized positions if you were willing to look at the dynamic of the truth of what's actually happening on the other side. And in order for you to do that, we hate to say this, you must have to, you must take the media completely out of it. You must understand that in 2012, the laws were changed so that the dynamic of the information that you get over the mainstream media over the broadcast airways is propaganda. Yes. It is skewed. It is skewed to one side or another. It is skewed so as to bring up divisive feelings within each of you. Because if you are fighting each other, you are not pushing back against those that are really perpetrating the harm on you. And in order to do that, it is going to take a concerted collective energy. Just as each of you, in your own way, needs to raise your voice, needs to be silent no longer. And we don't care. There's a whole bunch of you out there who've been screaming already. But we're not saying to scream because when you scream, you are not heard at all. But if you have something real to bring to the table, then you should have a table as well. So those of you that are on the right need to seat at the table. Those of you that are on the left need to seat at the table. And those of you who are the vast majority of you in the middle need to have a seat at the table. And so basically, the discussion needs to be the fact that you are going to express the fact that you are unwilling to accept that dynamic of manipulation. They have put 30 to 40 million of you in a situation of poverty right now where that 30 million approximately... 10% of the United States are going to be the first wave. And wave after wave of situations that occur are going to be 
taking more and more of you and putting you into poverty. And once you are on the government dole, dear ones, they have you. Once you are on the government dole, they have you. If they say you are not getting your check this month, unless you take this shot, you're going to take the shot rather than starve to death. Unless you have come together already in self-organizing collectives and are self-sufficient, which is why we have been speaking, much to Johnny's shock, (laughs) about intentional community. Because it is very important that you, especially you young folks, you young folks out there that find yourselves in a situation where there's a lack of opportunity, where you have invested so much into a system that has completely let you down, that you are angry and you are frustrated and you do not believe that your cause is just enough, so you must use racism as an excuse. But your cause is just, and it's not racism that you suffer from. It is a dynamic of elitism, those that have and the rest of you that fight for the rest. A dynamic of unfairness. Well, it's totally unfair. Now, Fairness does not necessarily mean a dynamic where everyone has exactly the same amount. No. That's not what that means. Fairness means a situation where you are, where everyone has their basic needs met, that you do not have to worry about survival, that you do not have to worry about homelessness, Because simply by the fact that you are alive, that you have been born into a physical body, might just be enough to allow each of you to have at least your at least in a in an advanced civilization. Do you think? Do you all think you're advanced civilization? Oh, how many of you are deluding yourself in that way? Right. Well, you're an active civilization, that's for sure. Well, and because we've made such technological advances, that gets confused with advancement. Listen, excuse us, dear one. We're going to be very frank with you. You're all incredibly lazy. (laughs) That too. You're all incredibly lazy. You want the universe to do it for you. Ergo, why would you create a system that operated on its own and carried you forward just simply because it's the system and it's a lot easier than having to make your own decisions? It's a lot easier than having to learn about many of the complexities that exist within the dynamics of your society. It's a lot easier to let someone else do it for you. So which system, which particular system are you talking about? All of them. A system of competition, comparison, government system? All of it. It's all built on competition and comparison. It's all built on survival of the fittest. It's all built on this Darwinian model of uh, um, you either live or you die. 
not a lot of room for compassion there. Uh, well, it's just basically built on a, a belief that there's not enough. There's not enough food. There's not enough water. There's not enough shelter. There's not enough health care. There's not enough education. And so you have to compete with each other in order to survive on those levels. And, you know, somehow you have it in your head that some of you are more worthy than others of you. And that is the basic problem that you have. You have those of you in your world that we would call the ruling class are looked down on the rest of you. And they somehow believe that because they have accumulated all of this wealth, that they are somehow better than you are. Well, there's a place. And that's the dynamic of where everything is built upon. It's built upon that dynamic of better than or less than. And yet we would say that even the those that are judged as the lowest of you in your world and in your society still have a dynamic of that spark of the divine, that spark of the ability to love, that spark of the ability to create in a manner that is completely in line with the future and the dream of a humanity healed and whole. How was that for poetic? Did you like that? I liked it. (laughs) I like it. I love that, actually. Well, Well, there's a place where we can push back in ways that we might not suspect. It doesn't mean going out on the streets and riot is when we see perpetrated the belief that someone's better than, at least within self, to not buy in and do that. There are many opportunities, all right? So so we're not going to wish to... What we are wishing you all to do is begin to think outside of the box. Right now, um, we realize that we speak with our major audience is um, um, a, a, a 38 to 65-year-old uh, um, woman uh, living in the suburbs. Um, and, and all right, all right. So many of you are going, are going right now, well, well, that's not the way I am. Uh, um, okay, okay, we hear you. You're all exceptions to the rule. However, um, in this dynamic of understanding, you have to understand the reason that you are seekers, the reason that you are light workers, the reason that you do this is that most of you have enough leisure time and opportunity in your life to pursue something else. You Mm -hmm. are not completely locked into the dynamic of survival because you are so near the edge that you have to always be in that place of fear, always be in that place of worry. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that what's happening on the bigger picture? What used to happen on an individual level is now being generalized so that your very fear around survival is threatened and it's not be not about money now. No, it's about health. Well, partly it's about health. Well, that was the but partly first it's one. about unfairness. Oh well, that yes, it actually. So you're you're bringing up whether or not there is what the threat is real because that's one of the first steps with fear 
is to recognize whether, assess whether or not something is really threatened. Yes, yes. Well, something is really threatened. Do you know what it is? Our freedom. Why? Because there are... Because you're lazy. Because of inattention. Because of inattention. Now, that is not to say that you are inherently lazy. You're not inherently lazy, but you have been lulled into this dynamic of complacency, this dynamic of being able to live a pretty good life, allowing your government, allowing your system to give you the opportunities for you to be successful. Yes. Absolutely, we're able to live the way we do now, which is in retirement, um, in part, largely, almost entirely, actually, if I think about it, due to money from the government. Right. And we have the time, therefore, because this is our passion and this is where our energy goes. We don't really have have you have the time and you have the energy and you have the freedom to do this. How many people do you know that actually make money doing these sorts of things? You know, actually make a quote unquote living. And there's very, very few. Right. Very, very few. And the amount of work that they have to do, ooh. No, we've we've it's, known them. It's kind of indentured servitude, you know. But again, if you are an altruistic person, if you are loving and you are giving of the heart, you know, you don't really you you generally put yourself last. Yeah. And so it is a rare situation that a metaphysician or a spiritual person puts themselves first. Well, it's a, it's a it's a dynamic of a duality of or other. I mean, it, that there has to be some choice there. True, there does have to be some choice. So yes, I understand that. I understand both the side that has that will give a lot because of a, a heartfelt um, dynamic within self. Mm-hmm. And then also a self that can feel maybe entitled at other times. Well, to... you know, you have multiple um, um, facets of your personalities. Um, so many of you, um, you think that you have to be fully integrated all the time. And you have to be the same uh, through a dynamic of constancy. That, uh, um, and that's not true. All right. So there are times that one is more fully integrated. In, it depends uh, on your focus, does it not? Well, isn't that what uh, the channel Josh was talking about earlier with focus? Yes, and that's what we're talking about too. Also, it's a dynamic of focus. What are you? Do you even need to focus, or do you need to learn how to step back and be objective? Step back and assess the situation. Step back and instead of making a knee-jerk response, a knee-jerk reaction to something, because somebody says DT or someone says JB, uh, the two main presidential. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. 
Don't yeah. hurt don't hurt yourself here, Adrian. Reaching for the reaching for the No, I understand you're t- saying the trick especially those triggering things that go on for us. The best well, thing as to we, do and is step that's back. right. That's right. Well, more than that, because if you step back, you might actually come to a solution to the real problems that are underlying all of these situations to begin with, which is basically unfairness. Right. Okay, now you can break it down in that sort of way, but you can also go problem by problem if you are willing to look at the whole picture, if you are willing to look beyond the gaslight, if you are willing to look beyond the half-truths and the mm, semi-lies that te- that mm, give you a different idea of a situation than some, than what has really occurred. Mm-hmm. And so there is so much, you know, they're just, they're, everything in your world has so many labels, you know, and the problem is that as you label something, you stop seeking the definition of it. And so disinformation, which is made up of many different small lies and many different partial truths and many, and a number of really big lies um, are, uh, is a situation that um, um, needs to be transcended. And the only way you can do that is by understanding all sides of an argument and understand all sides of an argument. You must spend that time um, researching and looking into those areas that have triggered you. Right. Why why am I triggered by this person? Why am I triggered by this triggered by this situation? situation. Why am I triggered by Trump or why am I triggered by Biden? And uh, um, you know, um, are is the dynamics of this triggering going on automatically? Uh, A great deal of women right now feel a real threat at the Supreme Court justice uh, nominee. Really? Uh, Yeah, because they believe that she is a Catholic. And they believe that she is going to uh, yes. be on the Supreme Court, and that Roe versus Wade, who is, uh, which is a law that really does need to be revisited in order to make it truly constitutional, mm-hmm. um, because it was a real stretch for them to utilize the Fourteenth Amendment as uh, um, the basis, uh, the basis of of, uh, of the law. So there are ways to create the law that is much more tangible, but, you know, these are situations that have been exacerbated, um, as we say, through the manipulation of of those that are seeking to have you at each other's throats rather than at their throats. And so in this situation, now you have the, the blue against the red and the evangelicals and and those Christians that believe in uh, right to life and uh, those women that believe in choice uh, are at each other's throats. When, if you look at the situation, in truth, you have reached a certain dynamic of status quo mm-hmm. before um, Trump was elected and uh, that the situation was that the right was not really complaining because there was a whole 26 Weak thing that if the right. if the fetus was beyond twenty six weeks, and so it was a it was a whole dynamic. But it's a then comfortable but compromise. It was a it was a compromise. That's right. But 
one side began to push a more extreme viewpoint, a more extreme dynamic, and it became very much a moral issue for evangelicals, for Christians um, who believe in rights of life to to have a live birth situation, a nine-month gestation, Mm -hmm. and then to, um, what shall we say, um, kill that baby. Right. That was clearly a bridge too far for many, many people. Was it a bridge too far for you? Yes. That's an interesting thing, because we would say that Adrian, when we first met her, was one of the most feminist, feminine, feminine feminists we knew. Well, it has, my position has clearly changed over the years. Well, it's shifted. Yes. Yeah, as, with, as has the channel. With more life experience. Well, it's all who can say when life actually begins. Now, not to give permission. But from a spiritual viewpoint, no one or nothing lives or dies by accident. Yes. Okay? So let's say that means all things are conscious. All consciousness has a purpose. Yes. If a being, if a human wishes to incarnate in a womb that is bound to, so that baby is bound to be aborted, mm-hmm. it is purposeful in the dynamic of the interwomb experience that that soul wishes to have, as well as the dynamic of the part that it's playing as far as impact with the mother and the father and anyone else. And we would say the impact on the fetus might be the least severe dynamic. Right, that there are parts that are being played and the dynamic is understood on a soul level and it's been desired. However, however, you've talked about uh, that there's uh, a potential future out there for humanity where there's no more war and those that wish to have the experience of warring and fighting are going to have to find someplace else to incarnate other than the earth in the future. There are other places to incarnate. They can have that experience. Absolutely. So the same could hold true for those souls that might wish to just have well, an does an advanced civilization kill its unborn children? Um, I would say no at this point. But So and, in a situation like that, isn't the members of an an advanced civilization, do they not have the ability to not get pregnant accidentally? Uh, first of all, yes. Complete uh, non-judgmental education of each member of the, of the uh, children growing up and so that they understand. What about rape and what about incest? And we say a good education around sex and sexuality is probably the answer to that question, but you, that's not what you have. No. You have a twisted belief, a million twisted belief systems around sex and sexuality, which cause all of these supposedly twisted dynamics that you see reflected in your world. Right. I mean, here we uh, soul comes into the vehicle, the body, 
and one would believe an advanced civilization would have an education system that teaches each soul how to use the mechanics of the body. And right, that, and would also teach them that they are divine beings manifested in the physical. That's not a dynamic of better than. It's no. a dynamic of respect for each other and an understanding that no one of you is any better than the other. Now, some of you may be more than others. In other words, you might have more intellect. You might have more, and some of you may be less. And then those dynamics you need to look at and say, well, what opportunities have I given myself? What do I wish to learn? How do I wish to grow in this lifetime? What am I lacking that I am longing for? And then, you know, dear ones, if you look inside of yourself to your emotional state, you will find your journey always intended to be an adventure. And it doesn't need to be painful. Well, I know you've talked often about the fact that we've spent so many generations exploring the more negative side of the human experience. Well, that, that is why there's so many energies like us around right now, encouraging you all, encouraging you more to stand on your own two feet, to take responsibility for, at the beginning, your personal reality, but then finding out that there are so many others taking, feeling the same way as you and being urged in the same way as you that you come together in your individuality and you join together as a community of individuals. Right. I can see it. I can, I can sense it, that each piece plays an important part. It's integral. It's unique. The puzzle pieces are unique. They each, uh, you know, they can't be replaced. There's that can't be changed. You're not going to be replaced. You are individual. You are unique. Your path and what you came to do is absolutely, and yet you put them together in certain ways, and start you start to see larger patterns, and it's beautiful and it works. Okay, works for some, but you see, not everyone has that level of objectivity, that level of understanding. You know, that that statement seems almost impossible for someone who is locked into the trauma and the melodrama that has been perpetrated upon them from the outside. That, that up until six months ago, you thought you had a calm uh, and, uh, uh, what shall we say, somewhat secure future, and that dynamic of that safety, that security, that rug has been pulled out from under so many of you. And so many of you are now cowering in fear around that dynamic happening to you and um, um, others of you, uh, and it's about a third, third, third right now, and others of you are pissed off and not going to take it anymore. And then there's a third that are still unaware or unaffected? Well, those are the people, those are, no one is unaffected. No one is unaffected. Mm-hmm. No one, no one, no one, especially in America, unless you're in a coma. Right. right. Then you might be unaffected, but you have other things to worry about. Right. <laughs> so 
So there is the potential of a reality moving forward where uh, they... It's, 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 you know, it's a whole dynamic where the reality is moving. Certain choices made along the way are going to, by the collective, mm-hmm. are going to steer that reality. And so you must realize that your actions over the next few months are going to be a reflection of the actions of billions of others. So as you take responsibility for your own actions, and we're not talking about mobs, and we're not talking about violences, we're talking about a whole group of people, a million people, sitting down and saying, no. That a mandate comes down that you must wear a mask. I can't wear a mask. You must wear a mask. (laughs) I can't wear a mask. You must wear a mask. And you simply refuse. You simply refuse. Or say it to you that you must take this vaccine. And you simply refuse. Yep. No, I hear you. And I also can feel my stomach going, government money. So it's not as simple to stand on. It means it's not simple at all. It's a dynamic that requires courage. What is courage, Adrian? What you've said, I agree with. A facet is the willingness to be wrong. Wow, and to talk about right. weasel words. <laughs> weasel words, weasel words, weasel words. Instead of standing up and being definitive and saying the willingness to be wrong in the pursuit of what is right. Bingo. So why are you afraid to just say that? You have to ask yourself that question. Oh, we know. The ruling elite are going to get you. No, if I look at it, I They've got you already. Just as they've got all of you that are arguing with us in your own minds right now. Somehow more powerful that it will somehow threaten my very life, that they have power over me. And yet here I am talking about creating my own reality. So well, I better and here you make are, up my mind. And here you are wishing to form an intentional community. You know, you live in a place where you own 97 acres of land. Mm-hmm. You have barn house and you have had a successful farm stand business for the past eight years, only recently retired You have all of the refrigeration, all of the storage, all of the greenhouse. All you need is the dynamic of the labor. And if you can get together with a small group of people, people that can create a self-sustainable situation, which you know can happen because you were able to do it with destitute of you old farts. Right. Right? So if two older people can do it, a number of younger people can do it and actually be successful. Be much more successful than we were. We certainly saw the things that could be done to expand the business and the media. But that's not the point. So, you know, if you're hearing us, 
in a sort of magical way and you uh, um, think that you are uh, uh, willing to uh, hang out with people who do this kind of work. Mm -hmm. Um, um, In fact, um, uh, they are farmers as well. And um, that um, um, it would be easy in this small town in the Berkshires of Massachusetts to create a very successful dynamic. And so um, that's what we're going to say about that. Um, John, breathe deeply, John. (laughs) Breathe deeply. John has been working with us for many years now. And um, in fact, uh, around 2010, 27, 2007, 8, 9, 10, um, there was that whole dynamic of uh, 2012 coming up. Wasn't there? There was. And so there was a great number of you that were preparing for that dynamic. Correct. And so that's where this infrastructure came from. Right. Because of that, we got busy building stuff. Yep. And had fun. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. All right. All right. So. Well, we've covered a lot there that yes there absolutely could be the opportunity to get together with people talk with people work with people muse with people uh you know well again you know i mean we're not going to tell tales out of school but this one the channel has really never been involved in the society that as it exists by being a disaffected uh, we don't know which to label him but by being a disaffected Vietnam veteran that uh, um, upon returning home in uh, 1969 realized the rejection that was uh, there for the veterans that were returning home and um, um, because of that dynamic uh, developed a great deal of anger and resentment at the system, at the government, Mm -hmm. um, which most of you, um, after you won the war, uh, Vietnam War and all of that stuff, most of you, we were not, you know, even though you had been promoting a dynamic of left, of the left, of a more socialistic kind of viewpoint, um, um, there were many Marxists, there were many lefties, there were many actual um, communists and socialists involved in that dynamic, and you were all young and you were all needy, and you all had parents, uh, many of you had parents who had PTSD from World War II and had abused you in so many ways. And so in many ways, you were a disaffected generation. And the natural tendency is to be able to come together and survive um, through the dynamics of collectives. And uh, um, you did that, everything from um, hundreds of thousands of kids hitchhiking across the country to a dynamic of uh, um, communes, um, um, good ones and bad ones, everything from um, uh, um, peace groups um, to Charles Manson. Right, the whole spectrum. So there was a whole spectrum of the dynamic, but there was a whole generation of you that were feeling as disaffected as the generation that is in existence, the young people that are rioting right now. Yes. The difference is that they are not directly threatened in a physical sort of way. There is no war right. to send them off to. There is no draft where 
so many of them were being snatched out of college. And if you got bad grades, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you found yourself in the army or uh, something along those lines. So that's a dynamic that was at play back in those days. But if you remember, dear ones, when you had that fire, when you had that verb, that, that verve, that was, you know, it was because of the unfairness of it all. Remember the whole thing, you know, the, the, the uh, hard hats, hard hats, you remember? Uh, the hawks and the doves. The, 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 dove. the hard hats used to say, America, love it or leave it. And the doves used to say, America, change it or lose it. True. Right. Now, you have to understand that the reality that you are experiencing now, you created through that collective desire back then. Yes, it has a lot of the earmarks it has emotionally. The, it emotionally has the same earmarks. Yes. So it, it's very familiar. Yes. It's very familiar. Absolutely. So we're tired of talking to you, so let's talk to Nathaniel. All right. We're going to a caller in the 951 area code. Good morning, Nathaniel. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? We are wonderful. How are you? Okay, I'm doing pretty good, too. Good. Have you been listening? I just tuned in. So, you know, you know, when I call, I want to listen, and I have to go into the show. So I really haven't been listening. Oh, that's all right. Well, we've been on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's, it's it's like it's the same thing. You know what it's about, Nathaniel. You know, it's that whole dynamic of the, the you can call them the powers that be, you can call them whatever. We are we are calling them the ruling elite at this point because we like that name. Um but it is really, you know, um all of this division, all of this dynamic of divisiveness in your world is being exacerbated by them. And um, you all need to be able to find a way to rise above it. And um, it's beginning to happen more and more. Um, um, Unfortunately, living in California, like you do, um, uh, Newsom is going to be one of the last to loosen up. But uh, we believe even he is going to be forced to... um, reopen things uh, relatively soon. Yeah, it's been terrible that, you know, California has been really a sticker on all this stuff, you know, about all the opening up. And I'm not sure people are, are living in such fear. Like, I've just had a roommate, and they said so, or, or a, a co-worker, rather. He mentioned somebody might have the virus. At a place, and I don't know, you know, if we all should be in fear of getting it, or you know, you know, it's just a lot of. uh, So here's what here's what we would tell you. You have how many times have you caught the flu in your life? Uh, probably about a dozen. Well, we would say that you have more than enough antibodies in your system to be able to handle 
at just about anything. Have you ever had a flu shot? I never did. I don't think I, I may have had one, but I, I had a tetanus shot uh, over a year ago, but uh, I don't have, I don't get flu shots. Right. Well, no, that doesn't count. Uh, but, but again, you know, yep. if you have had the flu <laughs> a dozen times in your life, <clears throat> you have developed a personal immunity and it's probably a COVID immunity amongst everything since the COVID virus is one of the most common viruses that you have in your world. Uh, this version of it, yeah, it tends to be a little more severe for some folks. But, you know, um, if you don't buy the bullshit, you probably won't mm, have to eat it. <laughs> yeah, well, um it seems like, uh, you know, the, the figures are so weird. You know, China, they thought that they really reduced the numbers, that there was a lot more people died or than, you know, what they reported. Because there was 21 million cell phones that were missing. And then worldwide, the virus yeah. almost killed a million now. So uh, that, those figures are so weird and how uh, they're, you know, they get money for COVID deaths. They get like 8,000 if you get it, and they get like 30,000 if you die in the hospital or something. Exactly. And uh, Exactly. You know, so everyone's figuring out how to cash in on all this, you know, and people, you know, doing the mask. And I heard that there was people giving away masks, but they were doused with chemicals and then asked you to try it on. And uh, when you tried it on, you'd pass out, and then they'd rob you. <laughs> that, uh, that was the thing. Is it humanity club? That that was the thing I heard a couple of months ago. You know, they're uh, oh yeah, hey, we're giving away free masks. We want you to try it on to see if it fits. And they go, yeah, well, okay, yeah. thanks a lot, and on, and then they pass out. And as we say. The cleverness of earthly humanity is is uh, never to be underestimated. But, you know, uh, uh, again, if you lived in a place where um, there was a certain dynamic of that fairness that we talk about, people wouldn't have to rob each other. It's so sad. It's so sad when people do that. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. It's very, very sad. But it's it's a sadness, you know, it's not really humanity's nature. It is only humanity's nature to act like that when you are locked into a dynamic of competition where you believe that you have to do these things in order to survive. And so, you know, um, people keep preying upon other people instead of preying upon the people that you should be preying upon, which is the people that have all the money. Yeah, and all the people that have all the money are preying on us, and that's why we were calling them the uh, whatever elected elite or whatever you were calling them. It just seems like, uh, you know, the uh, Illuminati is uh, fixing to get us all uh, you know, vaccinated or something. They want to you know, the depopulation. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what we have been talking about in that sort of dynamic. They would like to reduce the population a great deal because with artificial intelligence, um, you just don't need so many people in order to keep things running. But uh, the truth of the matter is that there is a desire within humanity that is transcending that whole situation. So we would like you to perhaps be uh, a little more positive in your in the possibilities of the future. We do believe that you are going to live to see many of those Illuminati going down in flames. Well, it uh, would be uh, energetic karma, I think, at its best to, to see it happen. Exactly, exactly. You can call it energetic karma if you wish. That is a, an apt definition for this dynamic. If you look at the situation like, like right now, if you look at the situation of a situation like that having just occurred, it was the death of Ginsburg and the appointment of this new one. And um, it's going to, it's something that came kind of from out of the blue that the universe said, oh, okay, how are you going to deal with this? <laughs> and, and so we can say to you that when it comes to a dynamic of life and death, you, you might say that God is directly involved. Yes, I think you'd have to, you know, because it's so big, it's global. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, it's a representation. You know, right now this whole dynamic of this of this woman that has been uh, um, uh, selected, uh, nominated, um, um, it's going to be very difficult for a lot of women to criticize her in that sort of way. You know. Uh huh. So, so you know, it's uh, so it's going to. Be be a real dilemma because the issue is really about um, right to life and abortion and uh, when does life begin and um, ultimately you um, as we have said you need to come to a um, what shall we say a consensus about how you wish to proceed in these sorts of things and an advanced civilization would consider it and so in the dynamic of considering all sorts of things, you know, that, that's 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 the main thing around this. Um, so listen, uh, Nathaniel, uh, we love you, dear one. Okay. We're going to move on since we've got them piling okay, up buddy. behind it behind you. All right. Have a good week. Good for hearing bye-bye. from you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, Nathaniel. And we're going to a caller in the five zero four area code. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. My name's Debbie. Hi, Deborah. How are you, dear one? I'm good. I um uh I am going through um something again, uh it's like an internal struggle and um I was wondering mm-hmm. if you could help me with it. I come okay. against bullies a lot. I mean, in every job I've had. And I thought 
you know, I've conquered it because I stood up to them. Um, but I'm going through it again, and um, I'm outnumbered with the people that are, well, I was before too. But I'm just wondering, why do I have to keep going through this lesson if I've mastered it? I mean, I'm not a master, but I feel like I've done it and did the, op- you know, like Groundhog's Day, did the opposite. Like, instead of running, I stood up for myself. But I'm going right. through it with a another bully. All right. We we can explain this to you, if, if, if you Thank wish. You. Um, it's, it's actually oh, not as, it's not as severe. Uh, uh, it's not as severe as you think it is, um, and it's not because of any lack of ability that you have in this sort of situation. Um, as you said, you have been bullied your whole life. Is is that not correct? Yeah, it's correct. Okay, so and and would you say from from what age were you bullied by your parents? Were you bullied bullied by your siblings? No, my parents. Parents, okay, good. Well, not good, but uh, um, it makes sense. So you have <laughs> I know what you mean. That you. Have <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you 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 have to understand that you have had the experience throughout your whole life, through your whole childhood, through your whole adolescence, and now into your adult life. All right. Where, mm-hmm. How old were How old were you when you first stood up to your first belief? If you don't mind telling us. I mean, um. Wow, probably like six to my father, but it was uh, not a not a good way. I uh, I, I, not, I told him I was going to injure right, myself to, to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that doesn't count. That 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 oh, okay. doesn't count. We're talking about because you're talking about the dynamic outside, you know. Uh, in a situation where, one, where a child is bullied, um, you will eventually find the wherewithal to um, yell back, to push back in that sort of way. So that's an actual dynamic. But we're talking about a situation where it's outside of you, where it's not direct family, where it's, um, you know, people who have been strangers in the past are now um, in a situation where they're getting up. Okay? So right. you... Um, and so that was the real situation that you came into face right now. You did it yeah. and you have done it again repeatedly. All right. Do you know about the great cosmic? Are you sure? No. Okay. That's what you're suffering. You're suffering the great cosmic. Are you sure? Think about the number of times that you given you have had that situation where you had to face the bully, but you have given a somewhat, what shall we say, rather than a strong message of saying no, you have given a somewhat ambiguous message where you've said, well, maybe. Yeah. Okay? Well, that's that's the great cosmic are you sure? When you make a change like this, for example, Let's say you face bullies one more time, okay? And 
are successful, right? We would say that within an hour, the 24 hours after you're done, your reality is the opportunity to have that feeling that you have, and this is the feeling that you have when you are bullied. Okay? It's a powerless, that, yeah. That, yeah, that feeling that you have is your emotional key. Okay? If we were to ask okay. you to visualize, if we were to ask you to visualize what part of your body you're holding that feeling in, what would you say? Mostly stomach area. Right. Lately heart right. area. Right around the solar plexus. Yeah, at the bottom of the heart and the beginning. It's the solar plexus shot. Yes. Yes. All right. It's that place of, of thinking and feeling. Then that with the repeated dynamics, and you know how easy it is to resurrect that feeling. You know, with the repeated dynamics, that has you could visualize that that has caused a cut in your solar plexus chakra. Okay. And now that you have now that you have visualized it as a cut, do you have a a relationship with your higher self? Yeah. Good. Then can you imagine that she is standing behind you and handing you threads of light that you can use to sew up this wound? Wow. Oh, I will do we it. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, it, it's pretty amazing here. Is you are giving your subconscious a message. You're saying, I wish to be done with this. All right. And so this right. is going to instigate that dynamic of are you sure? Uh, you have to go back to work on Monday? I'm going to work today, but I'm by my, yeah, Monday I'll be back at work, yeah, with people. Right. Today so I'm what by we're myself. saying to you is, okay, good. Well, that's fine. What we would say to you is take 10 or 15 minutes and you really sew up this wound. And you pay attention to the thoughts and the feelings that you have while you're doing that. And then you allow yourself to just get on with your day. Notice how it feels different. Notice how it feels better. But also pay attention because someone is going to create something from, or you're going to self-create it where you have this feeling again. It is when you have that feeling, after you have already healed that wound, that you can say, no, I'm not going to go there this time. In other words, that you're going to, instead of reacting in the old way, you're going to choose to walk away from it, be more objective, just all BS, you know? Mm-hmm. And by doing that, by doing that, it's going to allow you to make serious steps forward so that you can finally step away from this dynamic. It's just your one that has been so deeply bred within you and that as far as comparatively, you have been only working on the healing 
for a relatively short period of time. So it gets to the point where the situation, after a period of time, when you're not paying attention anymore, um, what winds up happening is um, um, reality will say, okay, you're not paying attention. Hey, are you sure you really wanted to change this? So here's an opportunity to, to deal with it one more time. The key is do not blame yourself to realize that it is a, it's a normal situation. But the more you deal with it, the more you are going to find that the less intense it gets. And we would suggest to you, if you measure now with the way you used to be bullied, it is minor compared to the way it used to be. Would you agree? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have been working a little bit. You know how you likened it to my parents? It has been with, like, right now it's with my manager, so it's hard to tell somebody in authority that can actually write you up and do stuff to say, stop. I'm going to walk away because then I'm looked at as being insubordinate. And then, you know, that's why I well, haven't. Well, we, 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 so the question ultimately is with all of the people out of work and everything, um, um, do you feel like you have to do this, that you have to, that where it's kind of indebted uh, that you have to have this job in order to survive? I don't have- I don't have to have, well, I do to survive. I had a job lined up, and it was like I had to pay, and I was I was so happy. I was dancing, like, woo, I'm out of there. And then the lady <laughs> that recommended me stepped down, and I said, okay, universe. I had a way out, and then the door got slammed. So I, you know, you kind of, you yeah. get disappointed. You, Huh? Well, you celebrate too soon. <laughs> yeah, Would my, did my celebration yeah, stop yeah. it? No, 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 no. Your celebration didn't stop it. But the dynamic often is that when you are, let's say, you know, you are anticipating getting a better job. You are anticipating being in a situation yeah. where uh, you do not have um, people bullying you, where you are able to do yes. your job in the best way without any harassment yes. or anything like that. So, of course, you're looking for that sort of dynamic, and if that's the dynamic of your dream, if that is what you wish as far as the dynamic of your future goes, all you have to do is sit back and be patient. Now, the thing is that you're putting out a general feelers out to the universe, so the universe is going to give you more than one opportunity. And the first opportunity that it gives you might not always be the best one. (laughs) I guess it wasn't. Right, especially if you're feeling desperate. Yeah, I was probably pretty desperate. I was like, okay, when? I was so, I felt like it was a get out of jail card, you know. Exactly, exactly. You had so much weight upon it when, in fact, the truth of the matter is that it probably wouldn't have fit you any better than the job that you have right now. Would have led to even, which would have led to an even greater disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Because obviously it wasn't good if the other lady stepped down. (laughs) Right, right. So our suggestion to you would be to, you know, just spend a little time every day. How would it feel to have a job that satisfied all of these things that you're looking for? How would it feel? And you spend a couple of minutes a day feeling like you've already got the job, even if you don't know what the it job was is. Great. And so then you, it was so respected. I would like you to pay. be, you know, yeah, I would like it. Yeah, well, I think again, I would. Um, you go ahead and spend your energy doing that in a very positive okay. sort of way, then, um, then know that there's going to be more than one opportunity that you are going to have to weigh them, make an assessment, and make the most, at that point, eventually make the most loving choice for yourself. Okay. Okay. Does that that make sense, Deborah? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. No problem. All right, we've got uh, uh, um, one more call left on the line. We only have uh, okay. ten minutes or so left. Thank you. So I'm we're going to move on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, it's, uh, all right, dear one. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right. So moving on. Bye, Deborah. Thank you. We're going to the two zero three area Hello. Who we have spoken with? Good morning, dear That's one. That's right. I actually was just going to listen, um, but then you were t- I heard you talking about vaccines, so I wanted to talk to you if you picked up. <laughs> yeah, I um of, of course you did. I haven't um, call- been calling because I had a stroke a while ago. So, I've been busy Sorry, recuperating. Dear. How are you doing? And I'm doing, I think I'm doing great. Um, it was very, very mild. And mm-hmm. my my nurse that took care of me in the hospital, who I really like, feels strongly that it was just um, years and years of not being given the right high blood pressure medicine, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been trying to reconnect with my doctor about my medicine and how I was feeling for years. And <clears throat> finally, about, sorry, about three weeks before it happened, I just was so frustrated with him. I left him and found someone new. Anyway, yeah, I'm concerned about vaccines now because I never get them for the food. Never. And I have as a child. And uh, now <clears throat> I'm trying to be a really good patient. I'm on medicine that, you know, I've never liked medicine either, but I am doing what they want me to do. And um, was ready to get a flu shot between my medical team and the fact that I have a two-year-old granddaughter and I feel like Mm -hmm. the mother is really vaccine happy. (laughs) I I have gotten something when she was a baby because... It was really important to the mother. So, you know, everything in my body says 
don't do this for lots of reasons. I even go to the conspiracy stuff, which really probably freaks me out the most. And <laughs> just, just before I tuned into you, I realized, you know, I did no so to my dogs or homeopathic stuff before and after vaccines, so I Googled that. And there are, sorry about the noise, there are um, nosodes or homeopathic things that I can give myself. But I guess a nosode is something that actually is a flu preventative. So I was kind yes, of Googling that as I tuned into you. Yes, certainly. Uh, you know, there there are many things that you can use that are both homeopathic but are also all natural. There is a um, um, really good flu remedy that is made by utilizing uh, um, elderberries and honey and uh, yeah. a number of other ingredients um, um, that you can find. And actually, that works uh, so much better. Uh, anything with elderberry in that sort of way um, is a very, uh, very much an antiviral and uh, an anti-flu dynamic and certainly will and can ease your symptoms. Also, uh, by a dynamic of vitamin D and vitamin C um, can also be done. Now, the, the, do you want to use that as a prophylactic? Um, you could in that sort of way. Um, you could mix yourself up a batch of elderberry syrup and uh, um, take a small amount every day, and that could act as a preventative for you. The thing about it is you don't have your granddaughter with you, so um, it is uh, it's difficult, but you might even be able to get your daughter to begin to drink it as a tonic, as it is not bad tasting, and um, um, it is quite easy to make. Um, I've um, pretty much given up. Pretty much given up with my son again. and her. And, uh, yeah, okay. Well, but, but, but this is for you. Yeah. This is for oh, you I do all that. I make the elderberry syrup. I make the syrup every year. I do vitamin C when I remember, and vitamin C not from China, and uh, definitely vitamin D. Sorry, a big noise vitamin is coming D up. Big truck. D3. D3. Say again? And um, you, vitamin D3. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do that um, every night. Those things two together. Yeah. Well, well you know, good. Good, good. So you're doing those things to keep your immune system up. Um, You know, um, we don't see that you have survived the dynamic of this mini stroke in order to die of the flu. So uh, we think that uh, you're not going to really have that problem as far as that goes. Um, And um, all you can do is, um, you know... um, the warning was to pay more attention to the dynamics of what you're putting in your body. Um, we certainly do understand the mm, tendency of doctors that once they've got you on something, they consider it that you're going to stay on it in the way that you're on it until you complain or until something well, happens. So, 
certainly so. I'm a cup of taking a certain medication for a really long time can lead to um, situations like this. Certainly yeah. so. Yeah. Um, and you know what the medical field really scares you? If if I start looking at the information they give me, oh, I'm much more likely to get yeah. to get really sick with the flu because I've had a stroke. Or now that you've had a stroke, you can have, you're more likely to have another one, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, you know, I'm observing all this. At times it freaks me out and scares me. And other times I realize I really need to determine everything for myself. But the information once you've had a stroke is is there to scare you. And I suppose, you know, I mean, I was lucky. They're trying to scare the hell out of you. Say again? They're trying to scare the hell out of you. Because they have this whole series of really expensive medications that they would like to get, that certain people would like to get you on. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but... Yeah. If you are more responsible, if you are more responsible for your own health in this sort of way, you're not going to need it. Yeah. So it sounds to us that you are already doing those things. So all you have to do is to have the attitude and say to yourself, and we know you are, that you're stronger than this. You know, right. you could have had right. a catastrophic. You could have had a catastrophic stroke, but instead it was minor, and your recovery yeah, they, will be full. They said it was a pinhole, and yeah. as you as you mentioned, you know maybe God's involved in this coronavirus. Um, I'm wondering if it was a blessing yeah. in disguise, and if yeah, God or someone else's you know, involved in this. Also, when I was in yep. the ER, they said, I will tell you know, you. yeah, when I was in the ER, um, they said maybe a part of a piece of plaque got off my carotid artery and went into my brain. And I kept hearing this sentence mm-hmm. about six times after that. I think a piece of bitterness broke off of me and just floated away forever. <laughs> well, we hear you, and hopefully it's saw, a piece that you didn't need. I didn't what? <laughs> listen, dear, <laughs> listen, dear one. We uh, we have less than three minutes left on the show, so okay, um, okay. we have to move on. Right. Thank you, thank Patrick, you. Sorry, for it's your a bad call. connection. It's nice to speak with you. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, no problem. So, right, dear thank one. you. Bye bye. We love Bye-bye. you. Love you too. Thank you, Pat. We wish All right, you the best. dear ones. Yeah. Adrian, shut up. Yes, 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 yes. All right. We love you all so very, very much. We are so too. And so until the next time, we close sending you peace, sending you happiness, sending you joy. And so to leave, Josh comes back into his body. Hi, Josh. We have a number of callers. Thank you, colleagues. We really appreciate you um, gathering in and sharing a little time with So Too. 
and the rest of the audience. It helps. We all learn so much from each other. So thank you. Uh, just we'll be out of here in a minute or so. But just to remind you, we do a Facebook Live. Suing our computers back together. If we can get our computer going. Uh, on Saturday. Uh, there we go. On Saturdays, 1 o'clock on Facebook, Conversations with So2. Facebook Live. Facebook Live stream. You can comment there, but basically So2 is talking about the energy of the week for about 20 minutes to half an hour. And then we'll be seeing you hopefully next week right here on Blog Talk Radio. And just to get a shout out in the last minute to, uh, if you love the paranormal, check out our friend's show, Supernatural Girls. Girls spelled with a Z. Patricia Baker does a great show on exploring the paranormal on Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. So we love you from Earth. I'm Adrian. I'm Josh. They were so too. And we might even find the closing. Thank you for listening. The closing. Tune in next week and help us all discover a future beyond the rift. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.